Welcome to another edition of The Bones of Advertising. I'm Craig McLeod and you are the hair combing. <laughs> I am a little overconfident today and that's always oh. a dangerous thing. I am uh-huh. a tiny bit overconfident. And as you know, they say confidence is that cocky feeling you get just before you realise you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, mate. Confidence yeah. is the cocky feeling you get just before you realise you're wrong. You're wrong. That's exactly entirely correct. I have, uh, I spend my life vacillating between supreme confidence yeah. and a complete lack of confidence and guidance and understanding. And you know, I'm one of those, um, one of those people who drive uh, managing directors mad, right? Because I can sit there and have what seems to be a highly informed expert opinion, and that will be terrific. And then someone will say, "What about this?" Um, this thing that you've done, could we change it so that it reflects the population of Mozambique, even though they have nothing to do with people wanting to catch a bus in, you know, Paddington? Yeah. No, absolutely we can. I'll say that'll be my response. Absolutely we can. <laughs> like what should come out of my mouth is, what are you mad? Yeah, are you like, crazy? What do you mean? But, what the hell has that got to do with anything? Yeah, I'm always willing to see the other side, always willing to see another option. And that drives very, very confident people such as yourself. Yes. Absolutely stark raving mad. Yes, yes. I've not experienced it, but yes, I imagine it would, definitely would. Yes, I'm very much the one that I'm headed in a direction and get on this bus because that's where we're going or I'll throw you off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I've noticed I've noticed that bus because you can tell it's your bus from all the bodies littering the footpaths <laughs> along the way. Are you saying it's just me left on the bus, mate? No, no, I'm saying you pick up people and, you know, some of them decide to sit down the back of the bus and shut up and yep. some of them decide to leave through the windows. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, well, decide or have it decided for them, one of the two. But anyway, what's the bone you want to pick over today? Because we certainly seem to be heading into a little territory of, I don't know, what would we call them? Alphas and what's the opposite of alphas? An alpha? and, I think they're betas. I think they're alphas and betas. I think there's, I think they're, they're different personality types. This is a bone. This is almost an invisible bone in an agency. It's the bone that no one talks about. This is the bone that, um, you know, it's the bone that no one's really got a name for. You know, like one of those little bones in your ear that like there's the hammer, the hammer and the anvil and the other one that no yeah, one can ever remember. The hook one, is that the one you mean, the little one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, one. Right. That's the little bone that no one no one really knows about. And, you know, it's like um, it's like the seventh dwarf. Everyone <laughs> remembers, you know, sleepy, happy, sneezy, but very, very few people remember Doc or yeah. Bashful. Doc you or know. Bashful. Well, Bashful I love because he loves Snow White, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think that, like, Advertising, marketing, advertising especially, is a confident person's game. When it comes to when it comes to having subjective conversations, that whole sense of well, I reckon, and you slam your fist on the table, and everyone goes, "Well, I reckon that's that's the opinion that we're going to be leaving the table with today." Yeah, or yeah. yeah. well, the old one, it's my bloody name on the door. That's the idea we're going with. Yeah, thanks, Red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Fredo. God, where are you now when I need you, Red? But no, you're right. And I also think that the confidence needs to be there in a number of different ways. Like you can have a subjective conversation, have an objective conversation about something subjective, but there's got to be a point where you pick a direction and you all, as a majority, believe that that's the way you're going to go because that's the only way you can get to a point of delivering something creative. 
yeah. or something strategic and then be in a position where you can confidently deliver that to the client because that's the key as well. Yeah. You've got to make sure that what you've come up with can be delivered with enough gusto and emphasis and belief that the client yeah. says, hmm, I reckon that could work, JD. I think you're yeah. on something there. Yep, yep. And and uh, and that's, I think a lot of people, like I've seen so many, yep. like I always remember in a meeting, I had a meeting with Holden once and um, and it got to uh, it got to a point where I really, like I really liked the idea that I was presenting, but I couldn't justify it. Like it answered the brief, but I didn't think, I hadn't thought anything beyond, further beyond that. And the guy, bless him, said, I'm only asking you this question because I'm going to get asked the question when I go back to work and they're going to need an answer. Laddering up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that whole sense of I always think that people don't want necessarily answers for themselves. They want answers so that they can help sell my idea to their boss. Yeah. That changed my whole perspective. And I think that comes back to that level of confidence as well and being confident enough to be able to say to that guy in that holding meeting, how about we present to your boss together? And that sometimes happens, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes no, you present to me and I present internally. But I think people often also falsely assume that all of the confidence comes from the suit. Often they believe that no, it's only the suit. Sometimes you will get the confident creative, which we love. I really am about the confident creative. Someone that can say, I think that's a great idea, but have you thought about this one too? Mm, And that's really where the strength in a great creative comes out because they can see the holistic view of what we're trying to do, answer the brief, going back to the simplest fundamental. But then they can look at it and say, okay, well, that's one idea. But how about this one? And then be in a position where they can rationale why because being creative doesn't necessarily leave you in a position where you're able to articulate why it's going to be effective always. Nor being a sales guy or a suit puts you in a position where you can rationalize the creative well enough to be able to present it and then sell it to the client. So it almost requires this mandatory of someone confident, I'm not going to say fully alpha, but confident in both areas to be able to get that idea across and deliver yeah, yeah. it to the client. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. I think there are, um, like, and it's, it's probably more prevalent in larger agencies. Yeah. Like, Agencies of scale where you've where you need you need people who are the really brash, almost overly confident people. Yeah. And you also need people who are prepared to sit in a dark room and just bring an idea to life very quietly. You know, what do they say? Uh, there's nothing so fragile as a new idea. It can be killed with a sigh. Yeah. And I love that and I've hit I've sat in too many meetings where the where a really delightful um, uh, a creative person will have this lovely idea, and then you see you see the head of account service or the you know a senior writer from another team just go, and you just know right then the whole thing's like dead in the water. We've you know? definitely touched on this once or twice before, yeah. and I love it. You're right. There's been situations where. It's been delivered with such emphasis and, and desire and want for it to be conceived and, and spelled out and run with. And then all of a sudden, someone's just given it the old, <laughs> yeah, we've both been there before. We've seen that before. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And you just, you know, another one bites the dust, unfortunately. like. Yeah. And I think advertising somewhat is a bit like that. You've got to have a thick skin. You've got mm. to have a level of confidence because at the end of the day, not every idea gets up. And when we're going through that ideation process, and this kind of deviates slightly from our alphas and our betas, mm. but not every idea gets up. And you've got to understand that if there's five on the table and only one get gets up, yeah. those ideas might not be right for purpose for this particular task, but doesn't mean that they just get thrown onto the cutting room floor. I think that's one thing we as an agency do really, really well is that we don't just throw old ideas or ideas that weren't right for a particular purpose out the door. They definitely just stay around and sometimes can be re-engineered for something else or a different purpose or, you know, the client might come back and say, remember that idea you pitched that we didn't go with? And you're like, ah, you were useful at some stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Charles Saatchi was famous for doing that, like in a meeting, and he was he was ruthless. Like he knew that there was, you know, there was one idea that's going on a poster up around London somewhere. Yep. And there's 50 ideas and 20 of them are good, you know, really good. There's five exceptional ones and only one can get chosen. Yeah. He would be famous for don't throw that one out. Yeah. You know, like really quite he understood the value of a good idea but there's um you know there are a little bit about the alphas let's talk just briefly about the betas or or that's what we're going to call them i'm not even sure if that's what they are jd but yeah we know why you don't you know you know why you don't know what they're called yes i do because i'm not (laughs) 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 because you don't care oh no i do care no you care about them I you do care, care about, them. about them. I have empathy. I, I do. And often I I try and keep myself in check. I try and hold yeah. my own rein and, and just say, shut up and let them speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. It took me ages to learn that, that particular lesson. With me or yeah. with everyone? <laughs> I don't know. But I really think that... Um, You've got to find a way of allowing everyone to have a voice yep. and assume or give them give them the, the the benefit of the doubt until they prove they're an idiot. Yes. You I know? They've got to be given the opportunity to speak. So when you say we value opinions, we've got to make sure that we actually value opinions. We don't just let them be said and then yeah. just go, Thanks for that. Let's go back to my idea, shall we? I think it's really important that you've got to demonstrate that if you're going to empower people to have a voice and bring them into the conversation, then you've got to make sure that you're prepared to go, well, shit, that idea is better than mine. Yeah. You've got to have that level of, of understanding and humility to be able to go, you know what? It's a ripping idea and I don't care if you've been in the game for five minutes. We're going to run with that. It was an absolute cracker. Let's go with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The um, there's a there's a fantastic Pepsi ad from the nineties, early two thousands, and it's the one where the kid um is uh, sucking a, a Pepsi a bottle of Pepsi through a straw, and he's just trying to get that last little bit at the bottom of the bottle. Yeah. Yep.
sucks. And he sucks it so hard, he ends up inside the bottle. Right. And his, his sister, his sister runs off and says, Mom, he's done it again. You know, it's just hilarious. Yep. And the creative director, apparently in the meeting, when he heard the when he heard the ad for the first time, when a young creative team came up, it was their first chance at a big idea in the States. Yep. He said, I pity you to have your best idea this early in your career. <laughs> We'll be what are you going to do for the next 40 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, <laughs> don't throw all your brilliance out on day one. God, what are you going to do now? You've got to better that. Uh, I think they went on right. to, uh, I think they went on to much better things, but they were, um, we don't value quietness. And there's a, there's a thing about, um, like we're both confident people. I think, I think the people who know us will say that, you know, we're relatively confident. <laughs> but there is a, there is that there are people who are confident and so they're very good at speaking in public and talking to people and you know good in meetings and light on their feet. But it takes a very special kind of confidence to actually look at an idea from someone who is very quietly sitting in the corner and doesn't say boo to a goose to actually look at their idea and have the confidence to say that's better than anything else I've seen today. You know, to admit that you're not the best person in the room at the sooner you learn that as a senior person in, in an agency of any level, the sooner you will get to a lot more greatness a lot more quickly, in my opinion. I think yeah. too often it's just me, 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 my idea, idea, or whether it's, you know, from the creative director or whether it's from a creative team or whether it's a you know, yeah, lead yeah. copywriter or whatever, whatever it comes from, wherever it comes from. But once you realise that ideas can come from anywhere, and it's mm-hmm. not me that's coined that phrase, JD, I'm sure that's come from one of our absolute legends that we love. But I believe that once you, once you understand that ideas can come from anywhere, guess what? They do. They do. They do. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Crazy idea. Yep. I worked for an agency once where the, uh, the creative director was the only person who ever got an idea up, and it was surprising how how very few really good creative people stayed around in the agency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. In those situations, you know, when it's just all about me, you find it very, very difficult to retain great people because all they're doing is executing someone else's idea and never given an opportunity to put their own stuff forward. And yeah. I think that's a super important part about the growth, particularly from creatives and not only creatives, but if you're going to involve the account service guys in a lot of the ideation process, I mean, the empowerment that comes from them saying, I've got an idea. I've got a copy line. What about this for a headline? I mean, it, it's it's brilliant. And who's to say that the idea can't come from them? No, the idea can come from them. And does. Yeah, it absolutely. It absolutely does. Yeah. The, I think the hard bit, uh, I think the hard bit quite often is when someone comes up with an idea, you actually have to, you have to recognise it for its potential, but then you've got to be able to bring it to life in a way that is surprising and engaging and, yeah, yeah, and that's a whole. There's a there's a whole different skill set there altogether. It's like that. It's like that stupid conversation that people have, or well, belief that you know you have to be a singer songwriter if you're going to be you know if you're going to get to the top of the you know charts. Yeah, and the very few. Um, I remember Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker. For those of you who're playing along at home, Joe Cocker was a a, a man from the from the 60s and 70s, and one of the greatest voices ever given to a plumber from Sheffield in England who famously um, uh, said that the the one thing he missed more than anything else 
was his voice because he 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 drank it away and smoked it away and you know. Yep. Anyway, we can cut that bit. Um, <laughs> the whole like, but he made he made himself. He got famous for interpreting other people's songs, for interpreting other people's ideas, and we don't have that in advertising too much anymore. Yep. Where you've got people who come up with the idea, but then everyone goes, "Oh well, you came up with it. You've got to bring it to life." Like we don't have an agency situation where someone goes, "Well, I've had this idea," and everyone goes, "That's the idea." That's the best idea we've had. Yep. And then you give that one idea to five different teams and everyone goes away and goes, I'm going to come up with the best execution of that. Yeah. That but doesn't bring it happen. All life. Yeah, that doesn't That's happen because what we do on an yeah. ongoing basis, you know, where we'll, we will come back with, you know, three of the team that have all come up with a concept. We'll go through the concept and say, okay, that one from you, that one from you, that one from you. Great. We're going to present three to the client. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but no one has to be the singer-songwriter. Like no. You can write the song and let someone else sing it. Let someone exactly else play right. it. In the end, it doesn't matter. Anyway, that's a very mixed metaphor, a very strangled way of finishing this particular episode. I think that's another edition of The Bones of Advertising, JD, my boy. I think we've done exceptionally well with that one. We came in hot. We've kind of given a sizzle, gone down a couple of rabbit holes and... Pop back out the top, and here we go again. Don't go changing. I'll see you well, next time. not. You go. You go. I'll go. We won't go changing, but we'll do it confidently. We will. Confidently, we'll do it next week, but we'll also have humility and we'll listen. That's very, very true. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Thank you very much. <laughs>